Let all cats old enough to catch their own prey gather here beneath the podcast for a clan meeting. Welcome to Paws and Claws, a podcast where we read the Warrior Cats books in chronological order. I'm Jill, joined by my co-host and Sad Bunny Scout, and today we will be discussing the fourth published super edition, Crooked Star's Promise. Hi, Scout. How are you today? Hi, Jill. I'm good. Despite despite being a sad bunny, I am I am good. I love this is a D&D character uh, <laughs> reference for those of you out there who aren't privy to my D&D characters. I play a heron gun who she's is just, just a so sad, very sad bunny. She's so very sad all the time. I love her so much. She's going through it at all times, but she's going to get better. She is. We are working on on her getting better. We love that for her. We do. Man, just emotional roller coaster here today. So, uh, wow, I had a uh... great I had a great time with this book. Excited to get into it. Oh, man. Scout, how's the prey running for you? Prey is running really good. Uh, Tonight, mom is making a new recipe for a a curry bake with some salmon fillet. And um, a bunch of roasted vegetables. That sounds fucking delicious. I would I'm like that. I'm very excited about that. I can send you the recipe. I would appreciate that very much. What about you? How has your prey been running? Oh my god, I made, today I made rigatoni with vodka sauce and fried chicken cutlets. Yo! <laughs> oh, it was so good. I have never been that pleased with the quality of a chicken cutlet that I have made before. Oh, you love it when you make when you make just the tastiest, crispy, not too not too greasy. They got that. Well, I like, dragged the knife across the the top of it, and it did that kind of the ASMR just like in of the, the ASMR videos. Yeah, baby, it was so good. Uh, secret sauce was I dipped them in flour, cornstarch salt and pepper, then the egg, then into a panko and spice mix. The old double dredge gets them every time. (laughs) Gets them every time. And I pounded those suckers real fucking flat, too. Oh, hell yeah. Um, Get your anger out on your chicken. (laughs) It was so good. I... I'm usually so, like, anxious when I cook chicken, just because I've been burned by un- undercooked chicken. Not my undercooked chicken, but, like, undercooked right, chicken just... before. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I am always very, very nervous, but they were sufficiently flat, and I did, like, a shallow fry in some canola oil. Yeah, nice. Oh, that all sounds so good. Yeah, it was it was incredible. I am already excited to have the leftovers for lunch tomorrow. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Oh, the best feeling. The oh. best feeling is when you make a great dinner and then you know that you also have a great lunch the next day. Yeah. Truly one of life's greatest little pleasures. Greatest, yeah. One of one of the joys of life. But yeah, I mean, Prey otherwise is running good. Uh, I've gotten back into uh, playing a little bit more clan gen. Oh, fun. Just because the update uh, that lets you have multiple mates for your cats. I was like, oh, I want to give this a try. So I uh, yeah. have been messing around with that a little bit. Um, fun. Nothing, nothing too big to, to talk about, but the update is very fun. 
Do we want to do a quiz? We haven't done one in a while. I would love to do a quiz. There has not been, yeah, there hasn't been a, uh, like, a relevant quiz in a few books uh, or in a few recordings. Um, but I'm excited. We have one here. How well do you know Crooked Star's promise? Excited to see how prepared for our discussion we are. I have a feeling we're going to be very prepared. Oh, yeah. Five out of six. Which one did I miss? I got four out of six. Uh-oh. I'm ashamed. Uh, I got incorrect how he earned his warrior name and the cat that did not give him a life. Oh, oh, I also got that one wrong. I'm just realizing it because, of course, Cedarpelt wasn't dead. I know. <laughs> I'm such a fool. I know. No, I did the exact that same was thing. The one I, that was the one I got wrong as well. Cedarpelt wasn't dead. The other one was, which one? The warrior name one? Yes, I had uh, a mistaken remembrance of the order in which the events occurred. Yeah. Which one did you choose? I picked leading the attack on Sunning Rocks. Ah, uh, yeah. That's understandable. Listen, there were a lot of attacks on Sunning Rocks in oh, this man. book. We, so got, we are going to talk it about it. I'm excited for that. Shit, that. Did they do that a lot? They did. <laughs> Generally, I felt like with this one, there was... Well, we'll get into it, but there, I felt like there were less repetitions except when it came to fucking how many times we had to talk about Sunning Rocks in this mm -hmm, book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But before we get into the depths of the conversation, now that we are properly prepared, we have reviewed the texts, are you ready to give us our lovely summary? I so am. And I've been very good and I have not been drinking before this. I did decide, because it's been a long week and it's only Tuesday, to go ahead and uh, pop, pop a little bit of wine into my glass tonight. So we'll see how that goes. Probably We're gonna have I'm probably just going to cry about time. Crooked Star is the thing. God, I mean, I might do that without alcohol. So yeah. we'll fucking see. Let's get into the summary. During a flood, River Clan is forced to abandon their camp. In the midst of this storm, a queen named Rainflower gives birth to two kits, named for the circumstances of their birth. Storm Kit and Oak Kit. As Storm Kit begins his narration, we learn that RiverClan is rebuilding their camp. And in the time that it is taking, ThunderClan has claimed Sunning Rocks as their own. While playing, the brothers head out to the Stepping Stones, where they encounter Goosefeather, Thunderclan's medicine cat, who chases them back to the river. Stormkit slips on the rocks and hits his face, which is when he meets a mysterious cat he believes to be from Starclan. After a long recovery, Stormkit learns that he will never fully heal, and faces ostracization from the clan due to his disfigurement, most notably from his mother. At her request, he is given a new name, Crooked Kit, but his apprentice ceremony is delayed. He is told by the cat who he saw in the water, Maple Shade, that this was all part of his destiny. And so he resolves to journey to the Moonstone to learn from Starclan directly. 
Along the way, he spots Fallowtail, a River Clan cat, and Reedfeather, the Wind Clan deputy, talking in Wind Clan territory. He falls asleep before reaching the Moonstone, where Mapleshade tells him to return to his clan. Instead, Crooked Kit finds himself at a barn where he meets a group of cats who help him learn to hunt and eat, despite his jaw. Mapleshade does not leave him alone about returning to the clan, but he still refuses. Come harvest time, Crooked Kit saves one of the kits in the group that he's been living with from a monster, and realizes he needs to return home on his own terms. When he returns to RiverClan, cats, including Hailstar, question his loyalty, but he swears to make the clan proud. When Mapleshade visits and asks him to promise loyalty to his clan above else in exchange for training, he does so, hoping to make RiverClan proud. Soon after, Fallowtail gives birth to Greykit and Willowkit, and after Crooked Kit saves them from a heron, he is finally given his apprentice name. Reedfeather comes to the clan, claiming them as his children, and without much of a fight, they are taken to Wing Clan. Crooked Paw continues his training, but he is still behind all the others. And when his brother Oakpaw is given the name Oakheart, he is told by his mother that he will never be as good as him. Shellheart, his father, defends him to his mate. At the gathering, Crookedpaw meets Bluepaw of ThunderClan, who he initially hits it off with, though Mapleshade disapproves. Later, they fight over Sunning Rocks, and Crookedpaw pulls away from pursuing a friendship with her. In the aftermath of that battle, Hailstar loses his eighth life. Desperate to show RiverClan's strength, Hailstar orders that they take back Greykit and Willowkit, who then become RiverClan apprentices. After they journey to the Moonstone with Crookedpaw, it is revealed that Brambleberry, the medicine cat, is nervous about Crookedpaw's destiny, though she will not say why. After the battle to reclaim Sunning Rocks, Crooked Paw is finally given his warrior name, Crooked Jaw. Crooked Jaw begins to get closer to the also newly named Willow Breeze, which angers Mapleshade, who claims a mate will distract him from his destiny. A series of dour events occur in RiverClan after Crooked Jaw sees another pair of cats, Shredtail and a ThunderClan warrior named Thistleclaw in the dreams where he trains with Mapleshade. Rainflower is killed by a dog. The warrior Mudfur decides to stop being a warrior and become a medicine cat, and Shellheart retires. As it has not been long since Bright Sky, a queen died giving birth to her kits, the atmosphere in camp is despairing as Hailstar tries to determine the next deputy. But then he sees the crooked jaw of the squirrel that Crooked Jaw caught, and decides it is a sign. Crooked Jaw is named the new deputy of RiverClan. Crooked Jaw suspects that Mapleshade made the omen happen, and when he accuses her, he learns that she is not from StarClan as he suspected, but from the Dark Forest. 
He says he no longer needs her, but she simply reminds him of the promise he made. Shellheart dies not long after, and ThunderClan retakes Sunning Rocks. On a patrol to gather straw, Hailstar is killed by rats, leaving Crookedjaw to become the leader. He confesses to Brambleberry about Mapleshade, who tells him to visit StarClan anyway. And he is forgiven and given his nine lives. Greypool gives birth to Kits, but they do not survive. However, two kits are mysteriously found on the border and given to her to raise. It is later revealed that these kits, Misty Kit and Stone Kit, are the children of Bluefur and Oakheart. Willow Breeze tells Crooked Star that she's expecting his kits, but after her birth, she develops a bad cough, and all except Silver Kit die. He confronts Mapleshade in the Dark Forest once more where she reveals that his ancestor is the cat she swore her revenge on. Crooked Star despairs, believing he will lose everyone he loves. But after a fight with Oakheart, he realizes the error of his ways and reveals to Silverkit that he is her father. Uh, wow. A lot happened, I gotta say. What a fucking book, my guy. Whoo. Whew. I want to open with Crooked Star is so fucking sad. What this a sad is... man. Wow. I want to hold him. So many bad things happen to him. And yet, and I... and yet he still manages to stay positive throughout all of it. And through all of it, he also never falls into like... One of my all-time favorite things about this book is the fact that, you know, I jokingly wrote here, Maple Shade meets her match himbos, but it's... <laughs> no, it's so true, though. <laughs> it's deeper than that. But Maple Shade tries at every turn to manipulate Crooked Star through his life into being mm -hmm. power-hungry, into being unloving, into being cold-hearted and calculating and all of these things. And at every single turn, Crooked Star, you know, Crooked Jaw, Crooked Paw, Crooked Kit, at every turn in his life, he's like, no, the thing that I want to do is just be a good person and be happy and and share affection with the people in my life that I love and work hard mm -hmm. for my clan, but not sacrifice myself for it. And it just... He's just such an incredible protagonist. Oh my God, he's so good. I love this book. Yeah, this book fucks. So this is generally... We, we'll get into it when we get into the fandom corner, but this is, uh, dear listeners generally regarded as the best super edition the best wow most people that i've seen are like this is the best of the super editions some people are even like this is the best warriors book like hands wow down. i mean it's definitely it's definitely up there for me of the things that we have read so far yeah i 100 i'm surprised agree. by that though because the the thing that i generally have have seen a lot about is blue stars prophecy which is mm. coming up soon in our reading yes um i do see the two of them end up both being uh very well received but this one is like mm -hmm. people love this book <laughs> and 
you know what? Yeah, I'm for good so reason. glad. <laughs> I'm so glad that people love this book and that it's not a situation like with Goose Feathers Curse, Curse and Pine Stars Choice, mm. where it where I was like, I think these are some of the best things that we have read so far, and probably some of the best warrior stuff I've read ever, and nobody is ever talking about them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, Maple Shade. Maple Shade just fucking like, please, please just let me l- manipulate you, bro. Like, just please <laughs> a little bit. It's so fucking she, funny. She's trying so hard to manipulate him, and he's just like, I'm just a guy doing my best. Yeah. And she's like, would you for once be selfish? And he's like, no, I will not. <laughs> I will not I do will that. not be selfish. He does it once, I will not and be then doing he's that. like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> I did that, and I hated it, and mm-hmm. I'm never doing that again. Thank you. I do have one complaint. Fucking time skips. Oh my god. Is your complaint also, why are there so time so many time skips with no page breaks? Because yes. why are there so many time skips with no page breaks? It's... There's so many, there's just so many time skips in this book. There's, there's so many time skips in general. That itself, I don't have too much of an issue with because it kind of is trying to follow him across his whole life and everything. Yeah. But it's the ones where it's like, there's no page break, not like new paragraph, no page break. It's been two months. And I'm like, wait, how did we get here? I mean, even from like chapter to chapter, it's like, you think they're going to follow up on a line from a chapter sometimes, and then it's like, okay, we were, we're skipping a little bit of time. Like, yeah, wild. Anyway, minor, minor quibble. Minor quibble. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I complain about this every single goddamn book. It was really, it was really apparent in this one to be how many times I got to literally edit no no break whatsoever in a new paragraph, and it's like, time has passed. And I just... Is it just that I read books bo- where mostly if the if a scene ends and time passes, there is a break? Is that is that not a thing that most books do? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> but I have I see here your first bullet point is let's talk about childhood neglect and parental expectations. The sequel. And can I just fucking say Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, Rainflower. Oh my god. Parentheses, it's somehow worse than Tallstar's Revenge. Yeah, because, like, oh my least, god. At least with Tallstar's Revenge, like, it was very clearly postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. With this book, she's just ableist. She's just, like, a shitty person. It's so bad, dog! The fact that you look Imagine. at your child who survived a traumatic injury and is, like, trying to get your affection and clearly like alive and going to be able to live a life and you're like well he's ugly now so i don't want to to be around him literally i cannot believe how deeply she just rejects her child just because he has an injury that has left him minorly disfigured it's fucked up I ch- she's on un- my on my hate account. Like this is a rainflower hate account. I do not think she was redeemable at all. Dude, the fact that she doesn't even give him a life in his nine live ceremony. Right. Woof. Absolutely rancid vibes. That she's not even yeah, there. She doesn't, she doesn't even show her, like, up. in the crowd. She does not even show Dude, up. Dude. Oh my god. But are you but for real right now with on this? On the other side of his mother being a complete 
and total horrible, horrible parent. It is so fucking refreshing to see a father figure who is like a good dad. I'm holding Shellheart above my head like Simba in the beginning of The Lion King. Like, I love this dad. He's, this is a good dad. He's such a good father. He's so good. He cares about his son. He's like, hey, you know, she's just going through it. You know, I still believe in you, all that. And he advocates when, for for his son. Yes, he advocates for him when she is like, I do not want anything to do with him. He's like, well, then we're not together anymore. Like, I can't be with you if you're going to treat our son like this. And, and he's stuck for him all that scene. He's like, no, no, don't break up because of me. He feels so bad about his parents getting divorced. And that's so heartbreaking. It's so rough because he comes out and it's literally a thing where she's where like Rainflower. Rainflower comes out here and is like, I want to rename my son so that he is forever constantly reminded and defined by this thing that happened to him. And... This kid, who is so small at the time, he's what? He's like five months old he's, at that he's point. He's a baby. He's a baby. And he's like, I'm. don't worry about it. If it means that, that you won't fight, I don't care. She can change my name. Ah! Yeah, he's literally like, I will take this name if it will make my mom love me again. Uh! It sucks. Like, it's, it's such powerful sucks. writing, but it sucks so bad for him. Like, I it feel so heartbroken. There was even a line at one point, I don't remember exactly what the context was, but there was even a line where he was like, maybe he could get her to love him again. And yeah, I was dude. just like, crooked kid, my baby boy. I'm oh, holding, my baby son. I'm holding him. Holding him in my hands. I also loved... The section where he went to live with the farm cats, though, because uh, the way that Fleck just so immediately is like, oh, yeah, I had a I had a brother who took a fall and had a similar injury. And like, here's all of the ways that I saw that he accommodated himself, that I can teach you how to accommodate yourself. Yeah. How that was so good. That shit was so good. We give these we came into this series and I came into this series expecting a lot more negative, uh, like, connotations and negative mm -hmm. aspects of disability in this series. And so far, I've been really, like, pleasantly surprised at how high I've uh, been feeling about a lot of these storylines. There's, of course, always going to be, like, some stuff, but um, yeah, I'm interested, no, I, I really interested to get into like more of the of the main series books and see uh if like that continues to to stay uh thoughtful cuz generally it's been it's been really thoughtful and there's been ableism displayed but it hasn't mm -hmm. really been a thing that is uh sort of supported by the narrative voice if that makes sense no that makes complete sense um i will also admit guys uh i and I told Scout this as I was reading, uh, because I had a lovely Sunday where I laid on the floor with my cat, and I read this whole entire book while a thunderstorm was going on. It was perfect vibes, but I was so engrossed that I did not take a lot of notes. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, this happened to me, too. It was just such a good read that I, I found myself, uh, you know, like halfway through, and I was like, oh, shit, I haven't really been keeping as good a notes as I usually do. Yeah, I 
So I, I don't have a ton of notes, but as we're kind of continuing through Crooked Star's life, uh, I did kind of crack up and I reread the paragraph a few times when Crooked Kit sees Fallowtail and Reedfeather. Like, oh he my God. actually definitely caught them boning, like, at the time. <laughs> Just the way it is described. I'm going to fucking find it. The way it is described, I, I'm like, they are definitely fucking. Oh my god, I need to I need to revisit this. Give me the give me the deets here. He hears them mewing before he like they even sent him. So like Damn. Damn dude. <laughs> it says two pelts gleamed in the heather below. Uh, and then they stand up as he like tries to to hide. And I'm like, so they were definitely fucking, right? <laughs> like <laughs> They were at least spooning. They were at least spooning. Like, he definitely caught an affair. It was just so very vague that I was like, okay, so this is definitely what's happening. I loved, I loved that whole thing. And then later when Crooked when Crooked goes back to the, and sees Fallowtail and, and he's like, I wonder if Fallowtail was on like a secret mission between like some sort of allegiance of secret mission between WindClan and RiverClan. I better not mention anything. I don't want to blow her cover. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to ask her about it. What a good little guy. He's such a baby. (laughs) But I just wanted to say like Crooked Paw, I think, is just such a beautifully written character. He is shown in the narrative to just be a good person like a good guy he cares so deeply about the kids and i know that's like an easy way to show that someone is like the moral correct character or something like that by like being like oh yeah they're very sympathetic to children they like kids but like it also directly contrasts the fact that you know he got his injury as a kid because another cat was not treating him like a child and was treating him like an enemy uh and so i think it's just really fucking Goose feather. I'm big sick of L this for man. goose feather here. What happened to you, my guy? But sorry, he I, cut you, I cut you. I cut banana bonkers. I'm telling you, like, I'm, he's banana I'm bonkers. Af- I'm afraid to see what happens in Blue Star's prophecy when we <sighs> see like the rest of this. I'm so afraid because I came out of Goose Feather's curse. Like this is my little my little meow meow, and every other instance that we've seen of him since then is like. Mm, this is not meow meow behavior anymore. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> as far as I know, he, he's definitely not meow meowing as much as, <laughs> as much as we would like. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, his contrast specifically to Goosefeather is is very interesting in that way. And I just think that he's a good boy. He, he like, is a good boy. He, he's such a good boy. There's so many moments where... He just is so genuinely full of, like, affection for the people Mm -hmm. around him, for the other, like, characters around him in, like, every different kind of way that you can show affection. He just has, he feels like a character who has so much love to give in, like, all directions. And I love that. And that I love to see that in, uh, in a male protagonist also, something that... Like fuck is not toxic always... masculinity. Fuck toxic masculinity. My guy, Crooked Star, would <laughs> never go on an alpha male podcast. I agree. <laughs> Another like really endearing moment is when he meets Blue Paw 
at the gathering. Oh my god, it makes me so sad. They could have been like truly best friends. But uh, I'm going to read just I'm not going to read like the descriptive. I'm just going to kind of read their their uh, dialogue here. The way that they keep getting shushed and then just don't stop chattering is also really cute. Hi, I'm Crooked Paw. Crooked Paw? <laughs> he's, and then he's like, I'm guessing my warrior name would be Crooked Jaw. He joked half-heartedly. Uh, and he said, unless my tail goes the same way, then Hailstar might have to rethink it. He's like, I guess I should have guessed cats would stare at me. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. You surprised me. And he said, I, I'll i get used to it until everyone gets used to me. At least no one forgets my name. What's yours? Blue Paw. And then he says, you're not very blue. And she says, I look more blue in the daylight. It's so fucking funny. And then she sees him at the gathering after he's gotten his warrior name. And she says, oh, hey, Crooked John. And he's like, how'd you know my name is Crooked John? And she's like, your tail's still straight. And I'm like, I know. Oh. What it's a so good little no. oh. oh my god, it was such a precious little callback. That scene was so cute. It was so <sighs> good. Oh, it's such a good scene. I just really love like how endearing of a character he is. I know. He's just so affable. He's opti- he's optimistic but not in an annoying like nothing yeah. bad will ever happen kind of way like he recognizes bad things will happen but he tries his best to like look on the positive side of things and like recognize yeah. what he can and can't change and he is just i i very much enjoy that he approaches optimism in the way that i strive to and try my best god to in real life. i need to be a little bit more like crooked star is what i'm saying we all gotta be a little bit more like crooked star if you take one thing away from this episode dear listener be a little bit more like crooked star I'm really excited to see more of Bluefur and Oakheart once we oh, get man. around to Blue Star's prophecy. We haven't mentioned Oakheart that much, but wow, do I best love him. Best brother. I love Oakheart. Holy This shit. man is the best brother of all time. This is the bro of all time. Yeah. He loves his brother so much. He <laughs> love him, brother. He, he love him, brother. He is not jealous of him. He is not... There is, like, one moment where they have a disagreement and they have a falling out, but it does not last long because Oakheart realizes it's not really Crooked Star's fault. And it's just, they just love each other so much. And even when everyone else is standing against him, Oakheart is, like, by his side. It's so good. It's at so, every turn. It's so sweet. At every turn, every, like... People around them want them to be in competition with one another. And it's just mm-hmm. so good how they never really reach that point. Or And it's not even in a way that it's like, this is unrealistic. It is like they they have these moments where it's like, you know, we'll have uh, Crooked Jaws internal monologue and he will have this moment of like a little bit of jealousy and then he'll be like no that's unfair you know of course I'm happy for my brother I love my brother and I think that that's a really healthy way to to like look at and address those kinds of feelings I agree because it is really rough when you when like Crooked Paw's apprenticeship is delayed and he is basically just barely made an apprentice by the time Oak Paw becomes Oakheart and is made a full warrior mm-hmm. between the recovery from from his injury and then uh his running off on a on uh his own little side adventure and then coming back and kind of being continuing to be delayed as sort of 
punishment for like, listen, you went off for a month and you just kind of did your own thing. And we kind of <laughs> didn't to, like, tell anyone got... where you were going. And that's you made us all think you were dead. <laughs> Come on, little guy. Um, so yeah, of course, like that is something that is that is going to have negative feelings attached to it. But I think that like he has shown processing it and accepting it in really healthy ways. And I don't know, I'm just he him good guy, him good boy. Yeah. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. Let's talk about some bad boys. Let's talk about some bad boys. What the fuck I... is Goosefeather doing in the Dark Forest? Yo, what the fuck is Goosefeather doing visiting the Dark Forest? Why is he in there? He's not even, like, training in there, guys. He's just, like, popping in to he's... see what's up. <laughs> he's literally just, I think he's just hopping in there to be like, yo, Mabel Shade, can you shut the, can you, like, chill the fuck out? <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe he's there because he's know. curious. Maybe he's gonna die and go to the Dark Forest. I don't know, man. I don't what know, happens? Man. He's, he's got some wild shit going on. He um, just he keeps popping up. What's up with that? Yeah. I'm like, I'm desperate to see more of the Dark Forest politics. And I don't know if we're really going to get that for like a long time. But I want to know like everything that goes on in there. I want to know yeah, like who all of these other cats are. Yeah. And their stories and like how they got there. And I am so curious to learn about Thistleclaw once we get to Blue Star's Prophecy. See, What's so up with here's, that guy? here's the thing. I remember reading Blue Star's Prophecy when it came out, but I do not remember like 90% of what I read. But I do remember like Thistleclaw does play a very big part. So I'm very interested to see. Because I also uh, remember when Blue Star sort of recounts her story to Fireheart, uh, like once we get into the prophecies begin, she mentions, it's just like, it's an offhand thing. Like, what, am I going to let Thistleclaw be the deputy the way that he is? No way. And so that's just been like ruminating in my brain forever now, because I've never read Blue Star's prophecy before. Um, well, and so they now even mention like, it in this book, too, is yeah. Oakheart tells... Crooked Star when Crooked Star is like, hey, are these your kids? Like, be oh. straight with me. And he's like, yeah, Bluefur gave them up because she could not let Thistleclaw be the deputy. And, and Crooked Star is like, oh. yeah, okay, that makes sense. I'm not going to question any of it. Crooked Star has that moment also where he's like, man, if I had gone to ThunderClan and like explained what the Dark Forest was and who Mapleshade was and happy. everything... Maybe they could yeah. have been happy together. Maybe Blue Blue Star Blue Fur wouldn't have had to give up her kits. Ah, it broke me so oh, much. Oh, what this a book good man! Me. He's just always thinking of everybody else. He is. It was really fun to see Blue Star's prophecy happening concurrently with this. Basically, mm -hmm. like in between this reading and Blue Star, we're going to get Yellowfang's secret, which I suppose is also happening concurrent, but because. We don't uh, get any Shadow Clan snippets. There's like no Shadow Clan in this in this book whatsoever. It's so yeah. funny. I guess it's because they don't share a border with River Clan, so they just mm -hmm. don't really come into contact with each other that often. Yeah. But yeah, I'm so uh just stoked to get the other the mirror version of this story. Yeah. I'm very, very excited. We haven't really spoken too much about, I mean, we've talked about her a little bit, but uh, were you excited to to see our guest, like, gatekeep girl boss herself, Maple Shade, back oh, at it God, again yeah. at Krispy Kreme? I was so stoked. 
I like <laughs> she's really in this book. She is so much more unhinged than she was in any other. Like she just That's felt psycho in this one she just felt absolutely deranged and i loved every that's what second the, of it the dark forest be doing to it to an yeah, animal she i is, think she is stewed in her revenge and plotted it for mm-hmm. so long that it has consumed her and it is so clear from the way that she talks and the way that she acts it is mwah, chef's kiss love how like I wrote down Maple Shade unhinged era. It's true. She's in her unhinged era. I think the way that she so deeply focuses on loyalty to clan above mm-hmm. all else mm-hmm. is so fascinating. Yeah. As like a direction for her particular kind of anger and revenge to like go and manifest itself. Yeah. The way the the wild thing too to me was like when she's explaining the reason behind her actions to Crooked Star and she just goes full delusion and she's like, if my kids had lived, they would have been living your life like they would have become the leader and my kids would have been the leader of River Clan. And I'm like, girl, you do not know that. <laughs> like you are projecting, you are projecting a lot. <laughs> so hard. And so like it's so clear that she doesn't view Crooked Kit as her child. But she does kind of try to become a mother figure to him in the sense Mm -hmm. that, like, she has positioned herself in her mind as, like, well, he's my kid now. And I think it's really interesting, too, because he broke his jaw and met her in the same river that her kids died in. So, Mm -hmm. like, there's definitely a little bit of a, a tie there where she's, like, so deeply associating him with her kids and like yeah, trying to she make is, him into the kids that she lost. Yeah, it is literally like her trying to live her kids' lives vicariously mm-hmm. through him, not even her own life. Right. While also having these really complicated feelings about like disliking him because of the things that he reminds her of and, mm-hmm. and like the the people that he reminds her of, but also wanting to have this connection with him and then also at the same time just just being, I'm, you know, the viewer, you can't see me, but I'm just shaking my head with my eyes wide yeah. right now. It's like, that's the, that's how she be in. Yeah. But yeah, I thought her, her whole thing was fascinating. Weird, wild thing to me was that she was able to physically manipulate the real world. Yo, hey, the fact that she tries... <laughs> That she like pushes. That's some. It, that was like an extremely Stephen King ass mm-hmm. scene where it's like the ghost cat is pushing this ball closer and closer to the to these cats so that a human will come and over and grab, grab one, one of, one them. of yeah. them. Yeah, it was. I truly was just like, I'm sorry, I did not realize ghost cats could do that shit. We will see. We will see some things that ghost cats yeah, can do. I, I have heard that they can do some wild stuff, but. For this being my first uh, time seeing how how powerful the ghost cats are, it was a wild time. Uh, certainly, yeah, they do some shit. Oh, I'm so excited <laughs> to get. Oh, it's gonna be set so far away. It's like a whole year, year and a half away from now. But I'm just like steepling my fingers, knowing what's coming. I love this. In some ways, it feels like the dark forest cats have more power to manipulate the material world than even Star Clan does sometimes. 
And I wonder so much about how much of that is a is like like why do they have this? And is it just that they uh, that like the dark forest cats are willing to abuse their like the the sort of afterlife magic that they have versus Star Clan not wanting to do that? And it's kind of a you know one of those things where the uh, quote unquote morally righteous guys end up at a a disadvantage because they won't utilize their power fully or mm, is it mm-hmm. just sort of a hand wavy thing like i'm probably thinking way too much no about i it, think but... that's like a really like good good read and and thing to kind of consider going forward for sure oh boy because star clan says they don't they don't listen not we don't get a lot of star clan in this in this Thank book God. i won't talk too much shit about star clan but they they talk a lot of I of we ha- are of we are powerless for some cats who seem to know when everything is going to happen all the time every time. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it comes down to there's inconsistencies, and it's like inconsistencies in the writing more than it's inconsistencies in like the characters themselves. But like that, yeah, it echoes through everything. I don't know. I have so many complicated feelings about Star. Yeah, it. Yeah, but I will say. Rare Star Clan W, fucking amazing nine lives ceremony. Oh, incredible it was nine lives! So ceremony. good, so Mwah. good, perfectly written, oh. wonderfully done. He goes in there thinking he's got going to, see to him he's going to the dark forest and he's not going to become the leader and he's going to be betrayed because he got manipulated as a child. And they're like, "We are so sorry <laughs> that this happened to you." A line specifically that I noted that I really liked the the particular diction of was, um, or the metaphor, was you lapped water from a poisoned spring and I couldn't help you. So good. Oh, it was so good. I love that shit. Is it over dramatic? Yes. Do I love it? Yes. Yes. Am I a fan and I'm being Mm. served? Yes. I am a fan being served. Uh, yeah, it was a really good nine life ceremony. Again, got a shout out that his mother, who was dead at the time, was not even there. Yeah, fuck her. <laughs> Fucked up. Fucked up. Fucked up. Rainflower. Meet me in the pit. Give me your location. I just want to talk. <laughs> Meet me in the fucking pit. Yeah. Uh, speaking of like communities of cats, I loved the vibes of River Clan oh, yeah. here. Wow. Exceptional stuff. Just like the sense of community. You know, we talk about he has, uh, as a kitten, Crooked Kit has this moment of kind of fear of ostracized. I did it too. God yeah, damn. It's a, it's a, uh, it's ostr- a tongue twister ostr- word. Motherfucker. What's wrong with me? Ostracization. Yeah, he had this fear of being rejected by uh, the rest of his clan. But really, aside from his mother, for the most part, he is extremely supported and extremely well loved and accepted mm-hmm. and uh like once they adjust to uh you know his disfigurement yeah. he is very much like which like you know it, yeah it takes a bit of he's really he's really like they love him yeah. uh and i just like there i don't know there was such a feeling of community here with river clan whereas in a lot of the previous books that we've been reading in the road to rusty it's a lot of the protagonists being at odds with their clan versus really feeling like part of the clan community and so this was just so refreshing and like made me so happy i really felt like i knew and appreciated and uh like had affection for all of the various sort of ensemble cats that were part of the clan yeah i 
I've had um, a really good time seeing River Clan in a different light because I feel like you know the the main books that I read were always so Thunder Clan focused, and so mm-hmm. to to be able to see the other clans and like see the way that they work has just been such an absolute joy to me. Yeah, it's so fun to see them like this and to get more of a uh, like a view into into them. I would love to talk about Mudfur. Please do. I loved this B plot so much. Oh my god, it broke my heart. Oh, my heart. So so Mudfur is if you grew up reading these books and you read The Prophecies Begin and and those those early arcs, you'll remember Mudfur being the uh, the medicine cat of of River Clan, and I believe at some point it is mentioned that uh, Leopard Leopard Fur is his daughter, uh, like in those books, but it isn't really addressed too much. Seeing his backstory here fleshed out is so heartbreaking. It's, yeah, he has. A situation that unfortunately ends up being paralleled in a lot of ways with Crooked Star's family, but he and his mate Bright Sky uh, have a litter of kits, but Bright Sky is really ill and passes that on to some of the kits while they're still in her womb, and only one of the kits survives and Bright Sky dies. And Mudfur is like so deeply devastated by this that he essentially gets to this point where he's like what like why are we doing yeah. this stuff like why are we fighting the why are we risking so yo can you imagine what what a moment what a guy yeah he goes like when a, they go to exceptional vibe sunning rocks he steps forward and he's like i do not want to see anyone else die over these fucking rocks let's duel winner gets the rocks then we're done. We leave. Adderfang is like, yeah, sure. And Adderfang loses. Mudford does not celebrate or anything. He just turns back and he says, okay, we did it. Let's go. He's like, I'm not, I do not want to dwell on this anymore. He's so done with all of this. Oh, oh man. It's, see, yeah, seeing a warrior like say, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I want to have a different like path now. I'm going to learn about medicine from Brambleberry. I'm going to become a medicine cat. I'm going to help heal my clan. I don't want to watch people fight anymore. I don't want to do that. Uh, was just really powerful. I don't know. There was something. It really got me, dude. Like, fuck yeah. Yeah, my man. Yeah. And he loves his daughter so much. He loves her so much. The way the whole clan spoils oh her and they mention that is so And I love cute. it too because we do get to see more of her later on. Yeah. I loved getting to see sort of her origin yeah. story. We're going to have a time with Leopard Star's honor. Oh boy, I think. yeah. Because some shit happens from what I understand. Some shit I believe does occur. While we're talking about lineage... This is minor spoilers. It it was included in the bonus manga in the end, which kind of has has spoilers for the future books in a minor way. Crooked Star does end up with a grandson that has the same prefix that he had as a kid. Uh, when you pointed this out, I wanted to die. And I started sobbing when I realized that. Uh, when I realized that it, his grandson has his name. And 
I don't think it was on purpose. Like in the in the narrative, I don't think uh, his his daughter gave mm-hmm. him that name because like, oh, this was my dad's name as a kid because I doubt he ever shared that. I just think it is. I'm a sucker for like carrying on names and stuff like that. I just think it's a really nice thing in a, in a piece of fiction to like be able to trace yeah. uh, someone by their names, especially in a in a book series that is so about like bloodlines and stuff like that I just think it's a nice little touch and it made me cry (laughs) yeah it's really good and I'm also thinking about we're gonna get a lot more of those Mm -hmm. grand kits in the future and his grandson specifically will be spending a long time with and uh, this fam the lineage of this family family fucking kills me yeah absolutely gang I'm gonna go ahead and tell you some of my favorite cats are tied in with the lineage of this family and their stories broke my heart when I was a kid. So get fucking ready. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ah, I loved Willow Breeze so much too. I wish that we had had more time with her, but Willow Breeze is so good. I also love the connection of, of Graypool and Willow Breeze being sisters. Mm-hmm. And and Graypool ending up being the one that raises Oakhart's, it really, uh, you know, quote unquote, so illegitimate, nice. illegitimate children. Uh, the the way that so so the Willow Breeze and Graypool are half River Clan, half Wind Clan, and I just really liked that uh, these half clan uh, cats who. Graypole specifically, you know, went through, she and her sister went through a lot of trauma in early childhood mm-hmm. as they were taken away from their mother to go live with their father and then were stolen back from their father to come live with their mother again. That's a lot of shit. And I just think it's really cool that we see the the through lines there of Graypole, a half clan cat who went through half uh, being half clan related trauma, ending up adopting to half clan kits to raise them in in River Clan. I just think that that's a great little touch. I don't know if it was really necessarily something that the that the Aaron's thought about a lot, but it, it it was very effective to me. Yeah. Oh man. I do just real quick want to want to note uh there is a point at which the warrior cats have to go and rescue one of their kin from uh the humans that are camping in a campsite nearby, I really desperately, desperately, desperately want to hear the conversations that those humans had later, (laughs) where it's like, Tim, Tim, I'm telling you, the fucking cats staged a prison break. They had a strategy. They were fucking, they had a purpose. They knew what they were doing. (laughs) That's so true, though. Can you imagine being a person camping and like a fucking swarm of cats come in and they're like, go, 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 go. Absolutely. No, it's so true. Big Ratatouille, the rat stole my my documents energy. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. All right, that was the last. That's the last thing I wanted to talk. That's so fucking funny. No, what a what a thing to leave off on. Oh my god, please take us to the Aaron corner. (laughs) 
in the Aaron corner, I unfortunately don't have very much today. I could find nothing on like any, I could find no comments from the Aaron's on the writing of this book, on Crooked Star himself, on any of this stuff. I was struggling to find anything. Listeners out there, if you have any quotes from the Aaron's about these characters or this book, I would love to see them. I would love to hear more. Uh, but it was a desert out here for me in my research. Uh, however, we can talk a little bit about how we are with Kate Carey again. Uh, she seems to have done quite a few super editions. I was personally, I really liked Tall Star's Revenge. We read Tall mm-hmm. Star's Revenge uh, last time, but I do think Crooked Star's Promise ranks a little higher for me and is my favorite out of the super editions that we've read so far and is probably my favorite Kate Carey writing that we've gotten right up there with Path of Stars. Yeah, I I, um, I agree. I think this was definitely just a banger from Kate. Yeah, really, really good. Um. And like I said, aside from uh, going back to Sunning Rocks over and over again, which is something that is not exclusive to this book, it is a it is a big thing until the cats leave the forest that these bitches love to fight over Sunning Rocks. Oh, they sure do. Um, but aside from aside from sort of having a lot of Sunning Rocks battles, uh, I felt like there was more variety narratively. We weren't sort of retreading the same like narrative beats over and over again the way that we had some uh some moments in tall stars revenge where it was kind of like okay we yes we've had this same scene sort of three different times mm-hmm. and i felt like i felt like there was a, there was a little more consistency and and it was really well written i liked this book a lot thank you kate carey i agree Tell us about the fandom. Let's share some tongues. Let's share tongues. Uh, so Tumblr has some fucking fantastic fan art. Yet again, some just Yo, this, wild. This like maple shade right here. Yeah, Holy shit, dude. Uh, it's a exploring the concept of warriors villains featuring within Kit Tales slash clan folklore. And so it's like imagining her as like a spirit who haunts the river and they're like, don't go in the river. Like any lost kits that go in the river, like are going to get snatched up. Very boogeyman kind of deal. Good shit. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. I Of course, I will reblog all of this as as you guys are well aware. <laughs> um, it's just some good maple shade and crooked star art. <laughs> there's one where it's that punching meme. Uh, like the what one where it's like, what do you mean you don't like Crooked Star? Yeah, and it's just like, what do you mean you don't like Crooked Star? And it's just like defending the boy. This is how I feel. Yeah, that's literally how I feel. Uh, just a lot of love for this book. A lot of this book made me cry. A a note uh, a note of damn half clan relationships really do run in the family, huh? Uh, for real. <laughs> which we will get into as we follow through because. Uh, Willow Breeze, her whole line is full of them. Yep. Other than that, of course, we've got some great character designs. Not a ton of memes, which is fine. We can make our own, I suppose. AO3, thank God, is back up, first of all. Uh, We are recording this in the great 30-hour downtime. Uh, There was an attack on the website, and so everything was down. But it came back up just in time for me to do my research. Thank you. Thank you to StarClan. Thank you, StarClan. Yeah, thank you for that. There were eight specifically for Crooked Star's Promise, 12 for Crooked Jaw and Willow Breeze, and another 12 for Crooked Jaw and Blue Fur. Wow. Um, 111 for Crooked Star, like just as a character being tagged in there. 
uh, which was pretty impressive. I love that for him. I have started to notice a trend that the most popular, like, kind of fic that people write is a retelling or a reimagine of the canon books. Mostly, like, this is what I would have changed in the book or whatever. So mm-hmm. uh, I've noticed <laughs> a lot of that, uh, which I think is funny, but... Yeah. Reddit just had a whole bunch of love for the book. Uh, a couple of folks mentioned like that there are some similarities between Crooked Star and Blue Star, so it's definitely something to look at going forward. Yeah, excited to excited to 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 keep an eye on that. Uh, we got some fucking AMVs, baby. Not a ton. Really good, some really good AMVs, but they are but choice. the ones that we have. Mm. Um, there's some with just incredible expression work. Maple Shade looks so fucking evil in every single one of these, and it is delicious. It's so tasty. There are spoilers for the bonus manga. I will say that, so yeah. do do proceed with caution. One of them was from 10 years ago? Wild. Damn. There's one specifically called Amen. Um, mm. That is... That one hurt. So... So good, just all around, really, really good, really great art direction, really great designs, and boy, does the fucking credits scene... The credits scene took me out. I was watching while Eric was sitting next to me, and he looked over and he was, you know, giving me that that judgy eye of, why are you watching (laughs) Warriors AMVs at eight o'clock at night? Uh, And I was like, I'm doing research. It's fine. But he looked over and he was like, like, why does that cat have his tongue like that? And I'm like, oh, and I like told him about Crooked Star and he just like, his whole face changed. He's like, oh, that's so sad. I'm like, yeah, he's just a baby boy. He's just a baby boy. Uh, But it was specifically Amen that he looked over at and was like, oh, what? He's so sad. Um, But yeah, Amen is fucking fantastic. I have just been since finishing the book, like every day or two, I've just been like, I'm going to go watch Amen again. Yeah, I'm going to go watch good. Amen again and be sad. Uh, there's a lot more like voiceover ones uh, this time. And like actual like uh, instead of it being music, they are like narrating, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. But yeah, some really good AMVs. We'll be sure to share them with you guys when uh, the time comes. It's hard talking about them other than just these fucking rip. Uh, because, yeah. you know, this is an audio medium. It's not like we can watch along with mm-hmm. you, but very, very fun stuff. While we're here right now, I realized we really didn't touch that much on Willow Breeze dying and the and the kits dying at the end of the the book and Crooked Star in grief. I fucking, I just want to touch on that. That shit was. I'm. I was sick. Yeah, I was sick over that. He's he's uh, so sad. When he goes to sleep with the kids who are sick and he wakes up and they've passed away. And they ah! just tumble away from him. Oh my god, I, ah! I wanted to throw up. I wanted to throw up. Oh, it's devastating. Really exceptional writing. Fucking ow. Uh, there, and then the fight uh, between him and Oakheart near the end where... Uh, Oakheart is telling him that he needs to love and care for his remaining daughter and Crooked Star says how can I love her when every cat I love dies ah yeah yeah it fucking, fucking shot it hurt so bad anyways I just wanted to wanted to touch on that wanted to say bruh yeah bruh yeah uh yeah ow 
Do we want to talk about our Warrior Cat of the Week? Let's do it. Who is your Warrior Cat of the Week? My Warrior Cat of the Week is Oakheart. <gasps> oh, our boy, our brother. He's so good. He's so good. I, I, I feel like we talked a lot about why we like Oakheart. Uh, but I, I just thought for a character who is going to have such a bigger part in a different story, his role in this one was so lovely and it was so important to me that Oakheart was just a good brother to his, uh, to his sibling. Yeah. Uh, so I just think Oakheart, you know, he, he has a lot of stuff going on in the narrative and I feel... Like, this has given me another perspective on him because I've only ever seen him really as a background character from my memory. Mm -hmm. And so it really is nice. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I love, I love him. Who's your Warrior Cat of the Week? Mine was, it was really hard to choose because there were a lot of really good characters in this story. In the end, it was a tie for me um, between Mudfur, who I've already talked a lot this episode about. Uh, his B plot and what I really liked about it, and Brambleberry, the uh, the other current medicine cat mm, of, I do of love, River Clan. I love Brambleberry. We didn't talk too much about Brambleberry, but she essentially becomes a surrogate mother for Crooked Kit after Rainflower yeah. basically disowns him. Yeah, and she cares for him so much throughout the story, and is also um, very quietly. Uh, like worried about watching what path he'll follow because it it seems from like very far back in the story she had become aware of Maple Shade's presence uh, in in Crooked Paw's life and everything and was really like trying to keep him from like trying to make sure that he didn't you know, quote unquote, go bad mm -hmm. without influencing him at all. Yeah. And the scene where sh where he finally tells her, like, I thought she was from Clan the whole time. And she's like, oh, my God, that makes so much sense. I'm so sorry. <laughs> she and she says, I'm so sorry. And she also talks about how she's so sorry he had to go through it alone yeah. and that he didn't have support and just talks about how he... Ha he should never feel alone from now on, that she will support him, that his clan will support him. It was a really- I just really, yeah. really liked her. She was great. Also, I I love the, the like, vision of her being this white cat with black speckles all over. I just thought that was a, a very unusual, uh, like, coat pattern that we don't see that often. And I liked that a lot. And it's really cute that they emphasize how pink her nose is. I think she's adorable. <laughs> She, I really liked Brambleberry a lot. Yeah. Shout out to Brambleberry. All right. Man, what a good book. What a good book. I definitely suggest folks read about it or read it. It was a, it was a very nice one. Yeah. Of uh, At some point, we should probably do a tier list, but this is definitely on my like, if you are going to read a, a if you're going to read Warrior Cats books, yeah, yeah this, this is a is great one to read. On, on that list. Mm-hmm. Did you like this book as much as we did? Do you have any thoughts or opinions or questions or memes? Uh, if you do, you should write to us at pawsandclawspod at gmail.com. That's pause as in what a cat has, claws as in the part of speech, pod as in podcast. We are also on Twitter, if Twitter still exists, at pawsandclaws. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> at this point, uh, it's knows? a crapshoot every uh, day. 
uh, every day I wake up and I say, is Twitter still alive? Um, and on Tumblr at Pause Claws Pod, listeners who are 18 years and older can come join us on Discord, which will be linked in the show notes. You can find me on Twitter and on Tumblr at HumbleGoat, and you can see the art I do, including our podcast cover art, at scoutwilkinson.myportfolio.com. Links to that, as well as my Kofi page, will be in the show notes as well. Uh, and you can also, for as long as that old bird keeps chirping, find me on Twitter at plot underscore twists, or on Tumblr at antique hyphen romantic. Our next episode will be out in two weeks, where we will discuss the fifth published super edition, Yellowfang's Secret, as well as the manga short story, Exile from Shadow Clan. Read along by buying the books from a local bookstore or checking them out from your local library. Until then, dear listeners, may Star Clan guide your paws. Mm-hmm.